What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, episode 21. I'm Chris Wortman. I'm Brandon Petta. How we doing, gang? That's right, everybody. Episode 21 live from the Legacy Fitness Club right here in Carmen Road, Gilderland, <laughs> New York, Schenectady. Um, today's topic is going to be supplements. I keep getting question, questions about nutritional and health, sports supplements, all of them. So we're gonna break them down today. We got our health and wellness supplements and our sports supplements. If you're watching from YouTube, I placed some of the ones that I had in the office right here on the table. Um, I consider myself um, an expert in uh, sports supplements and nutrition. As many of you know, I have my degree in nutrition and dietetics and I spent a large portion of my time in college actually studying supplements down to the ingredient level, the ingredient level meaning taking a single ingredient off the back of a pre-workout and doing a 10 to 20 page research report based on its efficacy. So I know a lot of these supplements like forwards, backwards, uh, the clinical doses, the whole nine. So you're in good hands. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and gang, so I just, when I was getting my nutrition coach certification, I was introduced to just a bunch of different like supplements as well. But honestly, just like from doing continuing research just over time since I've been in this field, either looking at your own case studies, following, um, looking into like peer um, research reviews and just different like experts in the field, when they are looking at like meta-analysis, like systematic reviews, like case studies that are actually breaking down the effects on certain supplements, like there's only actually a handful that are proven to do what what they are actually said to be doing instead of just on the fucking front of the bottle like fat burning this muscle building this which can happen so much because these are not um it's uh when it comes to the fda and all that stuff it's not all regulated yeah so let's first things first let's start there um it's not that supplements aren't regulated to an extent it's the claims on the bottles they can be very generalized there's no they don't have to be specific and backed by science, if that makes any sense. So, and they aren't inspected by the FDA, all the the statements. So, Mm -hmm. technically, things that are general builds more muscle mass. Like, what does that mean? We don't really know. Like, that could be 0.0001 gram that was found in one study out of 100. And technically, (laughs) it did build muscle mass in that one study. So, like, the, the claims can be super general, like burns fat. What it, like that doesn't mean anything in the yeah. scientific world. That's yeah. why there's so many supplements on the market, literally thousands upon thousands that if the, the FDA cannot possibly go through and do a test on every single different pre-workout on the market and test for every one of those mm-hmm. claims. And that's why they always say the statements aren't evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Um, the, the facilities themselves, the ingredients themselves are regulated based on safety though. So the FDA does step in if there is an ingredient that is potentially harmful. Um, so they're, they're in, if you go into a GNC, if you go into a Hannaford, if you go into a CVS, G, wherever, vitamin shop, you're not gonna be purchasing any supplements with banned like chemicals from a government level, mm-hmm. meaning Anything that's going to be anabolic in nature or harmful to your heart if it's a fat burner. Uh, there are obviously like the collegiate sports have their own regulations and things like creatine on like the division three level is banned. So, <clears throat> but as far as safety, you will be safe if you take 
the supplements in these stores as yeah. directed. It's just not guaranteed that they're actually going to do what the damn bottle right. says. Right. So <laughs> that goes to like the claims. The claiming on the bottle, like I said, it doesn't have to be necessarily backed by science. And even if it is, I've actually, I remember Muscle Tech is a very like highly known company. They came out with something called the Clear Muscle. And on the back of it, you had this whole study breakdown of how people that were on it for nine weeks or 10 weeks, 12 weeks, gained 18.3 pounds of muscle or and or something like that. And it was like, wow, like as a kid, I literally swiped this shit up quicker than you could like, pay <laughs> me to. And I, I remember going back in my college days and going into the actual study itself and finding out that the study was done on like 10 untrained males yeah. and that were thrown into a rigorous weight training program with a 5,000 calorie a day diet, like clearly <laughs> going to gain weight, clearly going to have a huge stimulus. And it wasn't the supplement that they were taking. It was the resistance it, training yeah. and, and fucking I actually 5,000 calories. I actually did my capstone research report for the dietetics major on the main ingredient in that supplement, which found my meta-analysis found to be not effective in building muscle. Yeah. So <laughs> that being said, 17-year-old me swooped up yeah. every $90 bottle from GNC. Yeah. Looking back on it, we could have uh, another set of 10-pound dumbbells out yeah. there had I saved my money. But that's, <laughs> but that's such a great point, and that's like you were super passionate and just loved this stuff, but like you were swayed at the time just because you weren't aware. Like so many people are swayed by this fancy advertising, and, and let's be honest, gang, like most people would rather just take a pill to get the results and that's why it's such a desirable um uh like a desirable field because right. people can make a killing on the sales because if you claim that your product can help people lose fat and gain muscle and then they're not gonna have to put in that extra work it's probably gonna fucking yeah. sell like hotcakes well this generate <laughs> our time is built off of we want everything now and we want right. to do minimal work to get it and that is just the supplement market plays to that. Quick results, fast results, speeding up recovery, speeding up muscle building processes. You can't reinvent the wheel. Um, before we get too in depth, I mean, the sports, I, I break my supplements up into sports supplements and performance supplements. So we have our performance supplements and those are gonna be things that help us in the gym, specifically for sports and gym. And then I have health and wellness supplements. And honestly, if you're a gym gym rat, like muscle builder, whatever, athlete, kick all of your performance supplements to the side for a second, and let's make sure that our health and wellness isn't checked first. I always say, like, we need to have a car that runs properly before we can, like, soup it out and give it that extra boost power. So I think what's most important first is to look at your health and wellness supplements. And there's three for me that really stand out. Um, and it's a multivitamin, vitamin D3, and fish oil. These are my three kind of, I don't wanna say must, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna rank them in order of like importance. First on the list is multivitamin. I think that everybody should take a multivitamin. This is like all populations, everybody. You don't need a designer multivitamin from GNC, a $10, $15 generic brand multivitamin that covers all of your vitamins and minerals recommendations for the day. This is going to make sure no matter what you're eating on a daily basis that you're getting those in. And I recommend that you take those with a meal. Number two is vitamin D3. Vitamin D3 tied to hormone health, bone health, um, and a lot of brain functioning as well. 
D3, so we can take in, we can consume D2 through our diet. We cannot actually consume D3 through any whole foods. The only way that vitamin D3 is converted in the body is through UV light hitting our skin. Um, there's a, a reaction that occurs with the vitamin D2 that converts it to vitamin D3, but that only happens through UV light exposure, which takes about 15 minutes a day from the sun. If you live in the Northeast or any Northern states or any Northern regions of the world, you're most likely not getting that much vitamin D or that much UV light exposure, especially in the fall, winter, and spring. So I, I highly recommend, literally it's for like $10 a bottle, you get 250 soft gels, it's gonna last you 250 days for what could be preventing seasonal, seasonal depression, um, your immunity health, your bone health, this is like, it's a must. Same with your multivitamin. You gotta be covering all your vitamins and minerals. That's like a $10 bill as well. Not too much. The last one on the list that I really highly recommend is fish oil, heart health, joint health, um, even a little bit of hormone health. Uh, this is a little bit more pricey. This is 20 to $30 for about a 30 to 30 and 60 day supply typically. Um, I don't think it's essential. Um, and the science kind of goes back and forth as far as heart health. Um, so for me, this is not essential, but if you have that extra spare change and can afford it, I would recommend throwing it into your health and wellness stack. But those are my big three um, as far as health and wellness. And then there's, I don't know if you want to add it on that. Yeah, I, uh, so, all right, so Chris did a great job and, and I totally agree. Uh, with Chris's choices there with the multivitamin, vitamin D and fish oil. But the one thing I do want to cover the cover the gap of is why um, why those specific supplements are so important. And this is the uh, reality of situation is that um, Americans specifically, we are very deficient in a lot of different vitamins and minerals. And that comes from our diet, um, but also because the way our food is like delivered to us in the at the point in time in which we get our food but also just a, a lot of different things but i'm not going to get into all that with the deficiencies the point is to know that american as americans we are deficient in a lot of different vitamins so unless you are going to get a blood test that shows the specific vitamins that you are deficient in the multivitamin is going to just get your bases covered. Um, as far as vitamin D, actually vitamin D is uh, is actually one of the most commonly deficient um, vitamins that we as Americans are deficient in. And also, when it comes to COVID, vitamin D was one of the um, vitamins that was not was not apparent in many of the cases of people who died uh, due to COVID, mm. having lack of vitamin D in their systems. Um, and as far as the fish oil, you can do fish oil or krill oil. That's super important, um, as well to the point of, um, shoot, what was I gonna say about that? Oh, especially like even if you are, it's, I found for myself like when it does pertain to like actually dieting and stuff, is honestly a lot of times, Protein and carbs are my priority priorities. Protein one, carbs are honestly fat takes a hit for yeah. me personally oh, yeah, me when I'm dieting, and so that's when I've really found um, fish oil to to play a huge um, fill that part there. Um, but those are just a little bit more reasons as to why those three specifically are very important, and it's and a lot of it is just because we are deficient in many vitamins and minerals as Americans. Absolutely, and it's super hard. I mean. 
unless yeah I can't even say it, a lot of us too as Americans we kind of typically eat the same have similar patterns every day we eat the same fruits the same veggies so if we are missing a key vitamin or mineral in our diet on a regular basis we're, we could easily slide into a point of the deficiency in it so I think it's easy unless you're really changing up your food sources you're eating your reds your greens your oranges yellows fruits veggies um, rich sources of zinc I, like it goes on and on like unless you're eating a very very well balanced and diverse diet I would definitely like almost a hundred percent of people take that multivitamin Just fucking it's take cheap it. <laughs> GNC yeah. these these big time supplement companies are gonna try to sell you what I like to call designer supplements meaning like they they make them fancier than they need to be generic multivitamin generic fish oil gen mm. generic vitamin d3 is not that expensive and it's affordable and it's going to make sure that your car your vessel is operating smoothly we mm -hmm. don't want any gunk in our freaking oil mm -hmm. so these are the big three as far as health and wellness and i am going to tie in so i am a freaking fanatic for herbs so herbal supplements i'm going to put them under health and wellness supplements but herbal supplements are more person specific for my recommendations meaning if you are someone who is highly stressed i recommend something like ashwagandha to relieve cortisol it's a hormone optimizer if you're someone who maybe has trouble with uh depression maybe it's saint john's work so these herbal remedies maybe you're insulin uh sensitive cinnamon there's these herbal remedies which are really like commonly found are super super potent and some of them are just as potent as prescription like pharmaceutical drugs mm -hmm. so if you're going to be taking an herbal remedy um i 100 recommend especially if you're on any prescriptions speaking to a medical professional before taking them some of them are that legit like let me be let me be serious with you right now there's things like st john's worth that you can go to gnc and buy and you can take them with your antidepressant, thinking that both of them working together will help you, and they will F you the F up, if you know what I'm saying. It will not work, They'll act, and there are some harmful side effects to that. So definitely consult with a physician. These herbal remedies are super potent, and they can be super effective. For me, ashwagandha helps to relieve stress by like tenfold. Um, so these are something like you can look into. There's literally hundreds of them, cinnamon, Lemon. Lion's Mane. Lion's Mane. St. John's Wort. I'm trying to think what else. Literally a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds. There's a ton. And that's the one thing too is, is me and Chris are hitting the meat and potatoes right. of supplements that we think are necessary if you're trying to do health and wellness. You can always explore on your own and try different supplements. And you, and you're, you know your body and your mind and everything right. like that better than anyone if you're seeing positive effects then keep going with right. it but but there's um, not a one size fits all this is not a cookie cutter program except for these um except for these staples, handful yeah. and these staples so they are, i'm gonna say these big three for health and wellness are staples take them 365 even vitamin d3 but chris i go tanning every day i say f it take it every day make it a part of your daily lifestyle fish oil same thing multivitamin same thing um, even something else uh, that I didn't make any notes on, but probiotics, another one that I've taken, uh, and I actually have found that they do, I thought that they aided in my bloating and digestion, so if you're someone who struggles with that, 
try incorporating them. They're a little bit more expensive, um, but if you find the benefits, then why not? Mm -hmm. um, apple cider vinegar is another good one for digestion, and that's also an herbal remedy, technically mm -hmm. combined in a capsule form. Uh, but yeah, so th there's hundreds out there. Do your own research as far as maybe what ones might best apply to you. Do your research, talk to your physician or doctor, especially if you're taking any other medications that could have contraindications. Um, but fish oil, vitamin D3, multivitamin are the big three. And now something that I'm a freaking nerd about that I like absolutely love, sports performance supplements. So I have another big three for these. I don't know if you wanna let her rip. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, me and Chris, we totally agreed on these big three. I actually had a different, um, not different, but I wanted to add on to that for when it comes to endurance training. Yep. Um, but so, like, when we're talking about, like, performance-wise, the big three uh, me and Chris totally agree on is going to be creatine, monohydrate, uh, protein supplementation, whether um, prim pr predominantly whey protein, but also uh, casein protein and plant protein is also great. Um, and then caffeine or like pre-workout. Um, these are three that really can just like, they're not, they can push you to the next level. You can't just have them without doing the work itself as well, but they they complement the work and are going to be super, and they're just gonna push you to that next level, but you have to be putting in the work uh, predominantly first. The first one that I wanna hit on is creatine. So creatine for me, Highly studied, the most highly studied supplement on the market. Um, if you're someone who's looking for explosiveness, power, strength, I recommend that we you're taking creatine. You're supplementing five grams per day, every day. <clears throat> People try to reinvent the wheel, ladies and gentlemen. Companies are always trying to look for a leg up in the market. All you need, and if you're watching from YouTube, I'm gonna hold it up is a pure micronized creatine monohydrate <clears throat> five grams per day literally i think this the supplement i have here has 200 servings in it i'm pretty sure it cost me about 30 bucks this is going to last me seven months this is seven months worth of creatine for 30 bucks it's cheap but there's nothing pretty about the label there's no crazy claims on it and it's boring, it's unflavored. Add it to your pre-workout, add it to your protein, add it to some orange juice. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. If you are a performance power athlete, take creatine. As long as it's not banned too. If you're in the NCAA, double check to make sure it's not banned from your organization. But this is my number one because I think that things like pre-workout, protein powder, BCAAs, EAAs, test boosters, they might make a 1% difference in your game. A 1%, just a little bit. But I think that creatine puts more of like a five to 10% increase mm -hmm. on your game. And this is the only one out of anyone that you'll walk into a GNC and find that I feel that way about. Um, and it's basic. And the one thing I want to say about creatine too, it also, I mean, aids so strength, muscle gain, uh, recovery, injury risk, brain cognitive function. It improves all of those things. But the one thing I want to emphasize is it got such a bad rap over the years that people so compare it to steroids that couldn't be further from the truth like chris had said it's the most researched supplement of all time 
and it's found endogenously in our bodies already. Right. Like it's already found in our bodies and we get creatine when we eat meat. Right. Like, so it's, this is literally something that's already in us and we get from eating meat. It's, it couldn't be further from putting anabolic steroids into yes. our, into our system. Another one that I hear is that, oh my God, it's going to make me fat and bloat. Listen, creatine helps to store water intracellularly. So on a cellular basis, if your body is covered in fat cells, you might store more water in your already there fat cells. It's really meant to drive water and energy into your muscle cells. But if you're fat, you can't fix that. And sorry for my bluntness, like creatine or not, it's not gonna make a difference um, in the actual tissue and body composition. Um, but you will hang on to some of that water intracellularly and it's going to make you more explosive, which is going to lead to higher output in the gym, which is going to lead to more calories burned, which is going to lead to more muscle mass being built. It's, it's a phenomenal supplement. Um, and the last, and the last thing I want to touch on with, with the creatine is, is it, all those things that Chris said, those aren't going to happen by just taking the creatine on its own without putting that work in the gym though. That's just one thing yeah. I really want to, really want to hammer home because a lot of people just think you can just take this pill and then you're good. Like you're just, you're gonna get both, like you're gonna get ripped and this and that. Like you gotta be lifting and having adequate and high quality uh, resistance training sessions and put the creatine on top of that. 100%, 100%. Um, and another thing to know too is the clinical dose of creatine is five grams. When I refer to clinical dose, that means that this is the amount that it's studied to show that it is effective. If your pre-workout has 1.5 grams, don't tell me that you're taking creatine and have been using it because you haven't been. Five grams a day is a clinical dose. So like my pre-workout has 1.5 grams in it. That's below the clinical dose. I'll add in another five grams right into my pre-workout. I don't even taste it. I don't even know that it's there. And I slam it down. Yeah. That's my biggest one. And like I said, that might have a five to 10% increase on your results, yeah. especially right off the bat. Yeah. And even if you're shredding, I recommend taking it. And when I was on stage, the leanest, the hardest, the most disgusting I ever looked in my life, I took creatine every single day leading up to it, including the morning of my shows. It's not gonna affect and make you look fat or watery. It holds water intracellularly within the muscle, primarily it's literally doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing and if you can't if you if you're not willing to accept that you're going to retain some more water do and that means it's working then then like you're just shooting yourself in the right. foot like it's just like that's how it works like that's a side effect of taking another it. another thing i'm going <laughs> to say too is sometimes uh you'll read about supplement or creatine loading a, a loading phase which is 20 grams a day which is four times the clinical dose for about, usually it's about five to seven days. I don't recommend doing this. It, what that's supposed to do is it's supposed to increase muscle saturation quicker than doing five grams a day, which takes sometimes maybe 20 days as opposed to seven. I recommend doing the five grams, 20 grams. It's very harsh to actually digest and absorb creatine. So if you're doing 20 grams a day, you might experience some like extreme gastric discomfort. That means gas, diarrhea, um, I, so I recommend staying away from that loading phase. Just do the five grams a day and just let time run its course. I promise you're going to get there to that saturation. You'll be feeling the benefits pretty quickly. Um, and then once you're on it, stay on it. You don't need to cycle it. It's not a fucking steroid. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, you should hear it. But the thing is, 
It's like water. How do you make water better? You put a fancier label on it, make it, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with creatine. They put yeah. different labels on it. They, yeah. oh, you should creatine cycle. You should, what the fuck are you talking Just about? Just make sure the creatine that you buy, the only ingredient in it is creatine monohydrate. Right. <laughs> That's it. Another thing too is if you can find one, Optimum Nutrition has a, a Crea Pure stamp on it. And this is a German patented creatine, so it's a specific type of creatine. The Crea Pure um, patent is actually what a majority of the clinical studies are used. So a majority of the clinical studies utilize Crea Pure, which is a specific type of micronized creatine or creatine monohydrate. So if you're getting that, you know you're getting the goods, the studies back it up. And that's what I got for creatine. So my number two before protein is actually pre-workout. Um, because I think that going into the gym and like being ready to rock your workout and hit that workout hard, I think that's a, like, I think that's a big factor in your overall progress. So for me, I know I've been doing it for years, but like I, I need that little kick in the ass. So for me, it's my number two in my staples. As you guys can see if you're watching on YouTube, I don't even have protein on this desk because I don't even have any in my possession right now. I literally have pre-workout and creatine. But pre-workout for me can help with pump, it can help with energy, um, focus, endurance. So it can be used for many different things before the workout. Um, and it can be broken down. I mean, it's it's really down to an ingredient level basis. And just like we just went over creatine, which is a single ingredient, a lot of these pre-workouts have like eight to 10 ingredients in them. And the biggest thing that I can say is all of them have a clinical dose, which means every single one of the ingredients you see on the back of a pre-workout label has some type of dose that has been studied at and shown to be most effective. There are very few few pre-workouts on the market that I have seen where every single ingredient is at the clinical dose. I usually find that one or two are dosed properly and the rest are underdosed, meaning they're, they're in there but they're not giving you enough. Um, I am not so sold, like I said, it's only about maybe a 1% return that, that I think that like a pre-workout will give you overall. And this is like my own personal numbers. Um, so really, I'm more concerned about that caffeine and the beta alanine tingles. So for me, I use Lit, which is like a, my balling on a budget, like 30 servings for $40 every day go to standard. Um, if I'm really looking to get serious, like a C4 Dynasty, a Gorilla Mode, a Gorilla Mind, Gorilla Pump, like that type of stack would really hit my clinical dosage for pump, nitric oxide, endurance. So. It goes so much more in depth than just pre-workouts. Do you have anything you want to add to that? I feel like, I could, like there's so much that it's jam-packed into um, The only thing I want to add about pre-workout is, so one of the ingredients in pre-workout, like Chris was talking about, is beta-alanine. Yep. And beta-alanine, so it's already going to be in that pre-workout, but people do sep uh, supplement separately. Honestly, I have done this with beta-alanine, and, and I like supplementing separately. Um, went because I like to do long distance endurance and cardio, but I don't genuinely think that the beta alanine is absolutely essential if you're if you're already getting some in the pre-workout to supplement separately. I like it for the long distance endurance. Um, it's just gonna keep you going for even longer um, than, than the pre-workout already does. But 
if you're born on a budget, I, I would not say it's absolutely essential to supplement separately with beta alanine um, because you already are getting a decent bit from your pre-workout. But if, if you're interested in, in endurance and long distance stuff like that, then then there is uh, definitely benefits to supplementing separately. With I will I will give you guys kind of my couple of like main ones that I think you should look at when purchasing a pre-workout. First things first, no proprietary blends. Proprietary blends are a way of bundling a bunch of shit together and not knowing what you're getting. Really, because they could put 0.001 grams of creatine in it and say that it contains creatine. Yeah. You have no idea, and that's not gonna do anything for you. <clears throat> the biggest things to look at, and I'm gonna go over them, I'm literally doing this from my head. Caffeine equals energy, not actual energy. Energy comes from calories, but it's that kick in the butt, that stimulation effect. I like to see anywhere from 200 to 300 milligrams, maybe even as low as 150. For me, I have a tolerance. If you have a lower tolerance, maybe stick around 100 milligrams of caffeine. I like to see 300 as a max. That's a pretty good dose of caffeine on the heart for one single sitting. Um, as far as beta alanine, your pre-workout should contain anywhere from 3.2 to 6.4 grams. If you're not getting 3.2 grams, stay away. Beta alanine is a base. It neutralizes lactic acid, therefore enhancing endurance. It blocks, it keeps that lactic acid, that thing that keep, gets us sore, keeps it away. Next one, another big ingredient that I see is citrulline. Citrulline is, is tricky because a lot of companies try to hide citrulline as citrulline malate 2-1, 3 to 1, and it's a ratio. So citrulline is a blood flow, it's a pump enhancer for better blood flow in the gym. And I will say, if you're getting citrulline malate and it's a two to one ratio, that means for every two grams of citrulline, you're getting another ingredient of malate by one gram. You wanna have six whole grams of citrulline in order for it to be effective at its proper dosage. So you're looking for six grams of L-citrulline in your pre-workout. And if it's citrulline malate, three to one, you want eight grams to hit that six grams of pure citrulline. Um, those are some of the biggest ones that I see as, and, that are efficacious, meaning that they actually work. Um, a lot of the other ingredients, arginine, um, beta, betanine, or beta nine, like there, there's not really much science behind them. There's so, if there is any change, it's so minuscule, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Um, but citrulline, beta alanine, caffeine, those are my main three that I'm really looking at in pre-workouts. Um, there's all sorts of them on the market too. I really like things like Total War, C4 Dynasty, um, like I said, uh, the one that, the Gorilla Mode Mine, like if you stack those, they're really good. Um, so there are definitely some good ones out there, but there's a bunch of shit out there too. Mr. Hyde, the original C4, like may as well just go to like save your money and get the 99 cent cup of coffee at Cumbies, <laughs> seriously. Um, Cause that's really all you're getting out of it. Uh, and that's really all I have for pre-workouts. If you're looking for more help with supplements, and this is in the middle, the National Institute of Health has an entire guide where it breaks down every every primary supplement ingredient that you'll see. It's it's proposed proposed mechanism. I can't speak English. <laughs> proposed mechanism, meaning what it's supposed to do for you, and then it shows what its clinical dose is dosage is and then what science is actually found so it's a good way to break down like whether the ingredients you're looking at are good subpar and what they're actually supposed to do um so don't get caught up in the fancy packaging either 
I can go on for. I love this shit. Let's get on to the <laughs> next one. Because <clears throat> the fancy packaging, people see blood on the fucking can and think, "Wow, I'm gonna have a killer workout with that." <laughs> Did you hear? Pump explode your veins 2.0 is coming out. <laughs> that shit's really gotta get you hard. And then you turn it over and it's like this shitty proprietary blend and you're, it's $50 for a can. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what gets me hyped. But I know a lot about this shit, so if you have questions, reach out. All right, the next one. BAAs, BCAAs, and protein powder. Wrap them into one. <laughs> well, I don't, all right, I actually, okay. I don't want to say wrap them into one just because let's hit protein. Okay. Let's just hit protein first. Protein, protein, protein. <laughs> so, all right, so we're going to hit, so protein, the different kinds, whey, casein, plant protein. But the reason protein is going to be super helpful and so great is because you're going to need protein in order to, to build muscle, right? We've talked about this in, in past episodes. Uh, and the protein, the most important thing is that you want to get all your essential amino acids um, within that protein in order to build, in order to build your muscle. Um, the one thing Chris had mentioned, BCAAs. So BCAAs have been super common in the bodybuilding industry for a long time, but there's been a ton of, of research over the years that, all right, so if you are getting your adequate protein uh, per day, so I like to say 0.7, like at least minimal, like 0.7 grams per pound of body weight, right. that would be a quote unquote, like an adequate amount of protein. If you're getting an adequate amount of protein, whether through the foods you're eating or um, by supplementing with like whey protein, then BCAAs are not going to be essential for you. So there are three essential amino acids in BCAAs. So uh, three BCAAs and EAAs. Oh, excuse me. Okay, yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, he just flip flopped. Um, but so there's there's one um, there's a phrase that I really like when it comes to BCAAs that I think about all the time. All right, so supplementing with BCAAs when you're already getting adequate amount of protein is like turning your sprinkler system on on your lawn when it's already raining outside 100%. it's just it's just overkill I've like there's i love that because <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it is you're just overkilling the supplementation when when it's not necessary right. like there's a point of diminishing return if you're already getting adequate um protein from your whey and what you're eating BCAs is not going to be necessary. Oh. That's just my one take I wanted because people are people are already getting their whey protein and eating it and getting enough protein and then they're just doing this extra thing that, that's actually not helping you with just kind of extra calories and it's just kind of wasting your money. A hundred percent. I want to spin it back to the protein. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're finding that you're struggling to get adequate protein in, I think that throwing a protein shake in, throwing a scoop into your oatmeal, great way to supplement. I don't personally think there's too much of a difference between whey, casein, and plant-based. Get your protein in. That's really all that matters. Uh, if it comes flavoring like whey, they actually all, almost everything tastes good nowadays. People used to complain about, oh my God, the gritty, the this. There's literally every fucking possible yeah, flavor so you could ever think about pre, when it comes to protein. When I used to think pre-workout as like a high schooler, I was plugging my nose and slamming what tasted like liquid fucking chalk off the sidewalk. Was it just bland? It was plain? disgusting and chalky and it burned my throat. Like I was literally plugging my nose like it was medicine. Yeah. Nowadays you drink them for pleasure. Yeah. It Same thing so with good. protein shakes. There's no excuse. There's flavors out there and plant-based is a little bit thicker. You can make recipes with them. There's just so much to do with it. Like, there's no excuse. Find one that works for you and use it as a way to hit your protein. Yeah. The, um, and the, yeah, one thing with the, why they're, we're, they're so great as well, and I'm just going to keep, because I, I think whey protein supplementation is 
it's honestly it's so it makes the process so much easier and it's it just tastes so good too but like you can just knock out so much of your daily protein not even have to worry about that much if you just have like a solid protein shake in the morning literally like if you throw a couple scoops of your protein powder in there and throw like a yogurt in the greek yogurt or something like there's such a good chunk out of your daily protein right there you just get it out of the way it's enjoyable it tastes good and you can throw it in so many different things like literally anything you can put it in you can put it in your oatmeal you can put it in fucking protein cookies you can put it in like uh pancakes. like pancakes yogurt, uh, french waffles, toast yogurt french yeah toast. you can put it in like energy balls your like cereal milk. Yeah, yeah your cereal milk you can literally throw it in so many different fucking things and just and it just or it's awesome you could be like me i'll do you a favor look up protein sludge mts nutrition you can turn it into a frosty and dip rice cakes in it and that is there like a go. caramel rice cake on steroids um there's just so many useful ways to cope with it and do yeah. things with it. There's really, and this is where I, it's kind of leading me. Like if you're utilizing protein powder and you're utilizing like your food, BCAAs, EAAs, there's almost no room for them because you're hitting your protein. Exactly. And if for some extreme circumstance, you're not hitting your protein, you're really struggling with the recovery, not getting enough protein in. <clears throat> I, BCAAs are your, are three amino acids. These are brands branch chain amino acids and these are the three most anabolic so most related to muscle recovery and growth out of the 20 amino acids essential amino acids are include all three of those bcas but they add in eight others that our body cannot synthesize so there's eight or nine amino acids that within our body if they're not present we can deaminize and transition let's say something like a um a glutamine and turn it into an alanine which is so we can convert it to make another one the 11 we cannot make those conversions we need to get them in through our diet so if i'm going to supplement because i'm lacking protein i'm going to do eaas get all 11 of the the amino acids that my body cannot create and bcas are going to be a part of those 11 so we're going to be getting those bcas in through the eaa supplement mm -hmm. some really good ones i've seen are grunt and um amino by ghost <clears throat> and I want to break down too, like, so with pre-workout, you're looking at probably like a $40, $40 to $50 for a 30 serving container for, for about a month's supply. Protein is about the same, $40 for about 30 servings, depending on which brand you go with. Um, EAAs and BCAs are going to be about $30 to $40 for a, a 30 serving. So it does add up. And if it's not making that big of a difference, it probably isn't worth it at that point on that way either. Mm -hmm. um, the only time too, I actually do recommend BCAs and EAs once in a while for people, and this is completely out of the norm. A lot of them contain hydration complexes, um, which is like an electrolyte blend. They're low calories or zero calories, and they taste fucking phenomenal. So if I have a client that doesn't drink enough water, struggles with their diet, and may, but maybe they're like really big on sweet tea, I'll be like, yo, you should look into the sweet tea aminos by Ghost. Mm -hmm. They're gonna taste good, they're gonna aid in your recovery, and they're gonna give you a hydration complex, keep you wanting to drink, keep on keep you wanting to sip all of that. Fill up a gallon of jug with them. So I do recommend them in other ways that kind of go away from maybe the main mechanism that they're proposed with. And the the actually the one thing I like that with that suggestion when it comes to EAAs, um, is that a thing that it could be used for is maybe you haven't hit your protein goal for the day and yes you could 
hit your protein goal by having like a big fat steak or something. But that's also, it also like if you're trying to lose weight, like there's going to be a good bit of calories in there. So you could just go the EAA option supplement and right. not have to get all those extra calories from eating the food. That that's like that absolutely. Um, another thing too, and this is where like it gets tricky. Technically, seven grams of like EAAs would be a twenty-eight calorie serving, even though on most supplement containers it's listed as zero. Yeah. Um, I really don't know the science behind that. I never did my research on it. But four grams of amino acids would be four grams of protein, which would be yeah. four calories per gram. So it is super low calorie though, as opposed to other things. Uh, and those are some of the reasons I would recommend those. Uh, are you done with those three for performance? It. Yeah. The only one, so I just want to add just for endurance purposes, just some different supplements, honestly. Um, so when you are doing endurance training, which I have is anything like longer than about 90 minutes of um, cardio. Um, so easy to digest carb sources, so like highly branched cluster dextrin. Um, this is gonna maintain your liver and glycogen stores, which are gonna get depleted after doing super long distance cardio. And then just supplementing with electrolytes. So your sodium, potassium, magnesium. So just having uh, electrolytes and some type of easy to digest carb source when you're going on the super um, like 90 minutes plus of endurance stuff. So these are the things that I was utilizing a lot when I was doing my marathon training um, because it's, it's not, not a good idea to be trying to train for marathon or, or any type of super long distance like that past uh, 90 minutes without having some some carb source or electrolytes uh, there for you because you'll be super depleted and, and not feeling too hot. Uh, but those are just uh, those are just also performance wise, but just not necessarily in the gym ones I wanted to touch on real quick. Um, but and other than then, I have a few more. I just want to touch on. I'm yeah. going to touch on them really quick. Yeah. Fat loss, weight loss pills. Screw them. All right. Fucking listen, garbage. Listen, listen, listen. They're most likely caffeine pills, and they're going to burn maybe 20, 25 calories. Just go for a five minute walk. Not <laughs> Literally. Go up and down your stairs a few times. That's yeah. the effect that you're going to get from them. Fuck them. Sorry. I'm swearing a lot today. I don't know why. <laughs> but don't don't waste your money. They're 60, 70, 80 dollars because the claim is so painful. Yeah. I need to lose fat and I have a fat loss pill. Yeah. I'm gonna spend eighty dollars on these little caffeine pills that cost jack shit to make. Yeah. They're winning, you're losing. Mm -hmm. Um muscle builders. This is like things that claim they're gonna build X amount of muscle. You cannot speed up nature that drastically. Just stick to creatine. You don't need anything that's making these crazy claims. Um, the last two, or the last one that I'm gonna say is uh, testosterone boosters. Uh, I get asked about these as well. Ashwagandha is my favorite hormone balancer, herbal remedy. Like I said, those herbal remedies are really good. Um, Diaspartic is the last one. That one is actually one that you do have to cycle on and off of. It's actually very potent and gives you a pretty good jolt for about two or three weeks. Um, and that's really the biggest umbrellas as far as supplements. As you can see, this is how I get lost in GNCs for like an hour <laughs> long. Um, I got reached out to today. There's a new supplement store, a small town mom and pop supplement shop opening in uh, Albany this upcoming week on Monday. And I could probably get lost there for hours, to be honest, because I love reading the backs of supplement labels. I like seeing what's in there, laughing at the ones that are jack shit and the ones that are really good, I give a round of applause to.
Um, the only thing other I want to add is when it comes to sleep, because sleep is obviously something people are always struggling with. Um, <laughs> melatonin supplement, melatonin is, is totally fine and proven to work. Um, but also, just based on the sleep scientist, uh, Matt Walker and Andrew Huberman, I've tried this. They call it a sleep cocktail of magnesium 3 and 8, apigenin, and L-theanine. Uh, which I have tried together, which I've had some gnarly dreams, but they have, uh, it has worked very well, the oh. combination of, of that cocktail there for a, for a sleep aid. And this is those, like when we were talking about earlier, like it's highly individualized. Another really good one, if you if you struggle focusing, the focus formulas hitting the market right now are crazy. I mean, some of these um, are really, really potent. And like there, you buy them over the counter at GNC, but like they'll have you locked in and laser yeah. vision focused. Yeah. So, so some really cool supplements. If you're a supplement geek and a supplement nerd, you have the disposable income and you're interested in something, like I, like I said, it's not gonna kill you. The FDA is on it like that. Um, but give it a try and, and see what works for you. Cause I know that even yeah. when I was with GNC, man, some uh, some of those focus formulas I freaking love. I've, yeah, the combination. Clarity by arms race. I was gonna say actually the combination of uh, some caffeine and L-theanine together. It's beautiful. I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been locked in. It was, uh, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've been locked the fuck in on that. But, but that's what I'm saying. So we're talking about, so we have the meat and potatoes ones that you really are gonna want to incorporate, but then the rest is a lot of it's experimentation and honestly figuring out what works best for you, but knowing your body. So like if you're going to get tested, um, honestly, like testing is probably the best way to understand where you are deficient and it'll let you know exactly what you need. But then just also like, if you know you're someone like who doesn't really get that many vegetables, like, yeah, maybe like you do want one of those greens drinks, you know what I'm saying? Like a green, I wouldn't necessarily tell yeah. every single person to do a greens drink. Like They're expensive. They, they are expensive. Though I just suggest eat your fucking vegetables. Yeah, but if you, your but, but like, you know yourself best. So like, if you'd rather just do the greens drink like that, that's okay. Like it just, it's all about understanding yourself and where you think that you need some help in in, in different fields and areas because um, there's just so many different areas that we are deficient in and, and it's your job to it's your job to to do research on, on yourself and and understand you're understanding yourself better than anyone else um so this is going to be up to you to to figure out what works disregard what doesn't if you're paying fucking 70 dollars for some type of supplement bottle because everyone claims it does something and you're legitimately not feeling you don't notice any different at all then fucking then just toss save it money, just save yeah. your money it's not worth it um so do and just so experiment with yourself write down what you're feeling whether you felt different it's worked hasn't worked and and just you'll be uh you have to be the expert on yourself is, is where i kind of want to close it off 110 percent. so i think uh in bring this all wrapping it up all together health and wellness vitamin d3 fish oil and a multivitamin those are your big three get your basics covered get your body optimal running at an optimum level if you're running at an optimum level you want to take that extra one five ten percent in the gym creatine pre-workout protein powders if you're not hitting enough protein um the rest of it is really on you you can play around mess around but don't get caught up my biggest thing don't get caught up in the bullshit everyone's trying to sell you something and the wheel can't be reinvented. It was already invented by Schwarzenegger drinking raw eggs back in the 70s, <laughs> all right? So wholesome diet and working hard, you can't beat that. So no supplement's gonna do it for you. No supplement's gonna put in the work. If it seems too good to be true, then it fucking is. Let's and that's what we for episode 21. Catch you next time. Baby. Ooh, <laughs> fucking peace it out on a hot note. <laughs>
Oh, I clicked pause. Oh, shit. So am I going again? I think you're going again now. Wow, that's a lot of frames. Oh my dear lord. Yeah, I am. I gotta take a piss again.